Aloha, and thank you for joining us this week. This is Stephanie Colvin at LDS Real People, Real Lives. And this week, I want to talk about women. So guys, do not go anywhere. Please stay with us. I want to talk about how the world needs faithful women. And um, I really think that it's going to be beneficial to both the women and men who listen on this podcast. So please continue to stay with us, you guys. Um, It's been an absolute exhilarating experience doing the research for this particular episode. And I want to start this episode off with a talk given by Joy D. Jones, and we're just going to listen to a portion of it. I'm grateful to focus my remarks today on women's continuing roles in the restoration. It is clear that throughout history, women have held a distinctive place in our Heavenly Father's plan. President Russell M. Nelson taught it would be impossible to measure the influence that women have, not only on families, but also on the Lord's church, as wives, mothers, and grandmothers, as sisters and aunts, as teachers and leaders, and especially as exemplars and devout defenders of the faith." In the Early Relief Society in Nauvoo 178 years ago, the prophet Joseph Smith counseled the sisters to live up to their privileges. Their example teaches us today. They unitedly followed a prophet's voice and lived with steadfast faith in Jesus Christ as they helped lay the foundation we now stand upon. Note, they helped lay the foundation that we now stand upon. So again, this is going to be the topic for this week. The world needs faithful women. Thanks again for joining us. And if you're new, welcome. If you guys could do me a huge favor, those of you that are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could just take a quick moment and go to my podcast, scroll down and quickly review, I would appreciate it. It is the interaction with my audience that allows the podcast to be found quickly, especially for those who are looking to add to their uh, resources of learning and listening and acquiring Um, you know, experiences, testimonies, anything to nurture their faith, to keep them rooted. Uh, So please, if you could just take a moment and go over there and rate the podcast, I would sincerely appreciate it. And thank you so much for joining this week. As I had mentioned before, I want to focus on the women this week, if that's okay. So men, please stay with us as you may pick up on something important through the Spirit of God that will bless your life and help you to help the women in your life to succeed in their callings, just as we desire to help you in return to fulfill the measure of your creation. Um, I believe the biggest calling that we as daughters of a loving Heavenly Father have is bringing home His children. 
and I hope that the Spirit can uh, speak to the women who are listening, um, that you may be able to pick up on a message, uh, maybe a testimony, or something that just truly pricks your heart and helps you to stay focused and um, blesses your life and those that are around you. Uh, I am grateful for the examples of women that I have, not only in my life, but also in the scriptures and I've been really enjoying learning about the women um, during the time of the restoration of Joseph Smith and his wife Emma and in the 1800s it's just been so educational and eye-opening to to hear about these women I actually took time to read um, I think it's called fire of the covenant and it talks it's a story about the uh, handcart companies and um, if you guys get a chance and you like to read books, especially on LDS history, that's a great book to read. And uh, the people in there talk about courage, guts, and bravery, leaving their home countries, coming to the United States. Nothing had been established here. And what the women did uh, in that whole process and bringing that to pass is just um, awesome. And it's just very humbling and I'm grateful for their examples. So we are tasked with the molding of young minds when we bear children. And when we have children born into our families and even those children that we encounter through friendships or teaching classes in church, um, whatever the case may be, those women who are listening that do not have children for whatever reason, I promise you this topic and this episode still applies to you because we have access to children um, and many different uh, situations where we can truly be uh, an influence of good, of righteousness, of sweetness, and emulate Christ-like attributes. Um, So we're given situations in which uh, we can impact our communities through the tenderness and loving nature that comes with being female. And this is why I love the family proclamation as it talks about the two distinct genders and that they have a huge bearing on our eternal identity. And uh, I'm a big believer in this. And it's something that I took time actually to study out and gain my own testimony about it. Um, One of the reasons why I did it is because in the world, as we continue to move forward, we're having more of the LGBTQ um, issues and things that we're dealing with, same-sex attraction. Um, And so I would go back and study the family proclamation. And as I was doing that and writing things out, it's just, it's a time that the spirit can work with me and kind of open up to my mind. Uh, the wonderful divinity of this plan of salvation and the importance of men and women, sons and daughters. And there truly is a distinction between the genders. Don't let the world fool you. And we want this distinction. Uh, When you come to understand how men and women complement each other, you can see the perfect beauty in Father in Heaven's plan. So Lucifer would have us believe that we all need to be carbon copies of each other with no distinctions whatsoever, whereas Heavenly Father teaches us to embrace our similarities and our differences, for it's in both that we have unity and a beautifully assembled choir singing hymns of magnificence. It is good. Please remember that none of us came to earth to obtain our worth. 
we brought it with us. And that's a quote from Sherry Dew. Women have played an essential role in helping bring to pass God's plan for his children. After all, the errands of angels is given to women. As far back as Eve, women's influence on the whole, the singular, and the family is eternal and everlasting. And this is why we need to maintain our sensitivities, our compassion, our femininity, the innate instincts we have and are born with into this world. The world teaches us women to be hard, no-nonsense, tough, and to be equal. We're always about equality. The world teaches us and says there's nothing a woman cannot do. And I agree with this wholeheartedly, at least the part about no limits that the influence a woman has on her village, her community, her family, and those within her sphere of influence. But the hard, the no-nonsense part, the I am woman and I will roll over all in my path attitude, I don't believe that falls in line with God and his intended purpose for his daughters. It is in our softness, it's in our ability to love and forgive, our tenderness and charity, that we truly lead generations, generations of God's children home. So if you desire to make a difference in the world, you must be different from the world. And we do this in partnership with the sons of God. There are many different ways that we can assist in the Lord's work. And at times that is together with others. And sometimes it's a singular effort, but all the time we can lead in righteousness, our children, the children of God to return home once again, where we all want to be living with father, heavenly mother, our savior, Jesus Christ and our families. Women have a vital role in this, and it's important that we understand our impact. For as we emulate his perfect example, our hands can become his hands, our eyes his eyes, and our hands his hands. Um, That's a quote from Elder Igdorf, and... I actually think I repeated that a little bit. Um, So just as men urgently need to understand they are good enough for their many hats they wear, we too are good enough for the inevitable roles that we choose to take on and the ones that are put upon us. And it is a blessing to us and those around us for the world needs to feel and see your light. President Monson I absolutely adore him. He was a wonderful prophet. He has counseled us to go to the rescue of those in need. Elder Ballard says the work of the kingdom of God cannot fulfill its true destiny without rolling forward hand in hand with the faithful, wonderful sisters of the church. Never doubt your worth, sisters, and the world's need for you. We must stand up and stand out for the Lord and not shrink. Whether we stand alone, we stand with other women, the influence of righteous, faithful women changes lives. But the miracles of faithful women unified under the righteous umbrella of Christ brings people home to our eternal resting place. When we look to the scriptures for examples of God-fearing, faithful women, we find the story of Sariah, Lehi's wife, who left everything she had, all she had known, and went to go live in the wilderness with her husband and sons. 
Um, to me, she was truly brave and what a partner for Lehi to have a wife that was so willingly supportive and believing and understanding. She understood Lehi and his direction for the family as he sought to protect them and to do God's will. She understood that Lehi had that personal communication with the spirit of God and she trusted him, not perfectly, but she trusted him. And then we have Marmon's wife. I mean, they raised Moroni. Moroni's story is one for the ages and completely unforgettable. Um, Darren Southam is actually doing a movie on Captain Moroni. But imagine what she must have been like to raise a son like Moroni and considering all that Moroni has done for the kingdom of God here on earth. Um, what kind of mother she must have been. She must have been a just marvelous, God-fearing, faithful, wonderful mother who was very adamant about teaching her son all that was true and right and valiant and of virtue. And then we have the stripling warriors who entered battle after battle without losing one single warrior. They did have injuries, but they did not lose one son. They entered into battle for the Lord at such a young age with the faith of mountains given to them by their mothers. We can look to the women during the early years of restoring the gospel. These women were true pioneers in every sense. They were so remarkable that a non-LDS observer stated, their women are incredible. And I agree. The women in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints you are incredible. The Lord has marvelous blessings in store for his children, and that's both daughters and sons. And Elder Oaks teaches us the purpose of mortal life and the mission of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is to prepare the sons and daughters of God for their destiny to become like their heavenly parents. There's no greater purpose ever existed for women to stand up and stand out for God's children than that. The gospel story is a family story and women play a vital role to the success of this wonderful plan of family and happiness. So sisters, please, Elder Ballard says, do whatever is necessary to stay focused on the simple and central message of the restoration. Accept it, understand it, embrace it, love it, share it, and then defend it. We are charged with saving souls. Relief Society was created to help the daughters of God do just that. We are to strengthen homes, to lead the women of the world. Our young women need us to be that example and to build the kingdom of God here on earth, even Zion. What a magnificent mission for us to assist God and Christ in, and oh, how rewarding it is, filled with so much joy and blessings, so many promises when we do the Lord's work. Let us strive to be steady, to be emotionally resilient, to lead in righteousness, and to teach heavenly principles that our future generations will be able to create the kind of Zion needed to usher in the return of our Savior and King. Jesus Christ. 
Regarding the priesthood, when we go to the temple, we take out our endowments, and we are given priesthood power at that time. Please take the time to visit the temple and understand these ordinances. Once you understand, then you can go and do. And when women go and do, miracles happen. When we are set apart for callings under the power and authority of the priesthood, we exercise the priesthood in those callings as well. But I do want to take it a step further, and I will share with you a very special experience I had with my mother. Now, this is not typical. This is not something that the gospel of Christ or even the church teaches about. But this is an experience that I had, and I know for a fact that for me and my life, and the tender mercies that the Lord showed us, um, he allowed my mother to act on the behalf and basically in his stead uh, to bless me through priesthood power. So the Lord has his doctrine, but there are gray areas that address our individual circumstances too. And allow me please to explain Two years ago, around Thanksgiving, I had come to visit my family, and one night I had watched a show that was a true story about um, some of these abuse survivors, and uh, because I have a certain amount of abuse in my history and my past, both physical, emotional, and sexual, um... I tend to gravitate to those kind of stories because I'm always curious how people are able to overcome and to continue to push forward when they don't have the gospel of Christ in their lives. And so um, I'm always just kind of fascinated how people kind of reconcile and, and work through that. And sometimes they just don't. They just push it deep down into the back of their brain or consciousness. Um, but it always rears its ugly head in the most inopportune times. So that's kind of what happened to me. And I think watching this story actually kind of triggered some uh, earlier trauma that I had when I was a child. I really didn't understand what was going on at the time, but I was um, exhausted. I was exhausted of having to try to deal with this one particular person and the sexual abuse. I was exhausted of trying to let these things go, um, trying to be forgiving. And, you know, and I've actually worked through that process and I've forgiven him and I've moved on. I don't have a relationship with him, but I don't hold anything against him. I understand that that's now between him and the Lord and I'm okay with that. But there are times when I have some type of PTSD just kind of come back and I become uh, almost childlike. I get very emotional and then I'll get angry um, and then I get emotional again. And this night I could just could not get myself under control. I just kept crying and crying and crying and crying. Well, I just so happened to be staying in the room that was right next to my parents. My mom heard me and she came in and she was asking me what was going on. And I remember just grabbing hold of her and just telling her everything that was on my mind. I'm very open with my parents about these things. Um, so it was essentially no filter. I was just completely talking to her about everything. Um, and she suggested I get a priesthood blessing. 
I wanted the blessing, but I did not want to have to tell my dad why I needed this blessing. And I did not want my dad in the room because I was ashamed and embarrassed. Now, this is what abuse does is it brings shame and embarrassment to the victim. And yet there's no like my rational side of my brain tells me that I don't need to be feeling this way. It wasn't my fault. But I was still, no matter what, no matter how rational it was, the emotional side of my brain that was just reliving this trauma um, was very irrational and I did not want my dad in there. I was very embarrassed. And so my mom, I looked at her and I saw her with her eyes closed. She said a little prayer in her mind was the impression I got. And then she looked at me right dead in my eyes with utter faith and conviction as any mother would for their child when their child is really hurt and really struggling and desperate she looked at me and she says I'm going to give you a priesthood blessing at first I thought well she can't because it needs to be dad but then I got this impression from the spirit and this is why it's so important that we can learn the language of the spirit and follow the impressions and act on those impressions and inspirations from the spirit. And the spirit told me, let her do it, that she is standing in the place of Christ at this time and the power will flow through her. So she placed her hands on my head and she started a prayer. And as soon as she opened her mouth, I have got to tell you, it was like the power of heaven just came into that tiny little room. Um, and I was just surrounded by just utter love and understanding and strength, so much strength. And, uh, just knowing that the Lord understood how I was feeling, um, really was a huge impact and really helped me. Uh, but I'll never forget that experience. And I'm so grateful to have a mother who leads her family in utter faith and righteousness and is willing to step out and to uh, exercise her faith on behalf of her children, her grandchildren, and uh, her husband. In my own world, the example of righteous women, as I mentioned in sharing that story, has been my mom. Um, Other women have been my former bishop's wife, our Relief Society presidents, uh, the primary president, and so many more. Um, They're everywhere, thankfully, and I'm grateful for their friendship. Have you noticed the women who hold these callings, how much they do and how dedicated they are? They are the ones who have taught me to be a yes person when it comes to the gospel, to accept the calling and do the best I can, knowing the Lord will make up the difference and will qualify me for that calling. Without their example, I am very certain that I wouldn't be a yes person nearly as much as I am now in my life to the requests that are put out by the church, especially in our area where some of us are holding more than one calling. The blessings and the work of the Lord that is done far outweigh the sacrifices made to help God's kingdom move forward here. My mom is amazing. With five children, four boys, and the majority of our family being boys, She has given her all in service, charity, and love to this family, and she is a true and ultimate example of faith and virtue. What would I have ever done without that example in my life? 
how would that have changed me? What kind of person would I be today? I would be different, that's for sure. And I'm certain that I would not be the daughter of God that I am today without my mom's influence. It was her example and constant encouragement to consider my life in its direction, knowing what I know about the gospel plan of salvation. She emulates Christ so often for all of us in the family, but she isn't perfect. She imperfectly leads us back home, and it's up to us to accept her efforts, to choose to use them as a force for good in our lives, and to use my mom's support to elevate us to the life that Christ would be pleased with. And this came through my God-fearing, faithful mother. Her tenderness, her love, her strength, her leadership, her desire to serve. She truly is how I see Christ being with each of us. And this is the impact that women have if we choose to step up to the mantle of being a daughter of God. When our leaders have asked us to stand up and stand out for the Lord, to defend the church peacefully but with conviction, the woman that comes to my mind immediately is Emma Smith. I adore her. Joseph went through so much persecution, and Emma was not exempted from that hate and persecution. Yet she continued to persevere and push forward in confidence, utilizing her faith to help her be brave and to do the work of the Lord. It takes guts to do the work of the Lord in this world, and Emma had that in spades. And just like Emma, we too can honor the scriptures and courageously defend truth. We can prevail. Going to the temple, I had a sweet experience um, that I'm just going to touch on, and it had to do with Eve. I too believe that um, Eve is that example of strength and confidence and faith and utter devotion to Heavenly Father and Christ. I believe that when she partook of that fruit, that at some point she considered the ramifications of it, and at some point the Spirit talked to her and she knew that she had to do that in order for us to come here and have this experience and prove ourselves to return back home. And I'm grateful for Eve's example and her sacrifice. I am grateful to know that she is the mother of all the physical children here on earth. I am grateful to call her my grandmother. The Savior's Church has been restored with true doctrine, priesthood power, and sacred ordinances. Women, God needs you. Christ needs you. Sons and daughters of God need you. Never doubt your worth. Remember, you brought your worth with you when you came to earth and boldly teach, preach, and nurture God's children into the gospel of utter joy. You have a crown of righteousness and we live in a sin-sick world. Use that crown, the inherited divine power, to retrieve and lead others home. After all, this is where we we will reside for the rest of our eternity. This is a big deal. It's very, very important that we find our way. I know and believe that I can trust the women who hear my voice to be bold leaders and advocates for God and the Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's stand shoulder to shoulder to do the work, and then when we return home, we can stand confident in front of Christ and God and report we have done all that we can and given all that we have honestly.
Women of God can never be like women of the world. The world has enough women who are tough. We need women who are tender. There are enough women who are coarse. We need women who are kind. There are enough women who are rude. We need women who are refined. Um, We have enough popularity. We need more purity. We need more goodness. We need more virtue. We have enough of greed and vanity. We need women of faith. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. You guys are absolutely magnificent. I'm so grateful for um, the listeners and all you guys do to just build me up. I am building my foundation of faith and, and digging my roots deeper by doing this podcast and also interacting with the audience. Thank you so much for being so kind and so receptive to this missionary effort. And again, I'm always looking to help those who are in the church remain in the church. Let's stay in the church. Let's stay rooted because this is the one and only church of Jesus Christ here on earth. Much love to you. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And please remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Much love to you and God bless until next week. Take care.